The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics. We continue to be amazed by the people who we speak to who still don't understand what's happening in the world, uh, particularly even speaking with people who are involved in Medjugorje and the messages of Our Lady. It, we sometimes are amazed when we hear someone speaking about their life and or we speak about what Our Lady has shown us to do through the message and how a friend of Medjugorje has been guiding our community towards a certain walk and towards a certain direction, that sometimes we find ourselves amazed when we see that people haven't seen that or don't see that, and after all of these years, are still not understanding what Our Lady's saying in the message, and people who still haven't changed their life. And so, we felt it was appropriate at the beginning of this year 2015, that we're going to play for you something that a friend of Medjugorje talked about back in December of 2000. Now, this is a during our annual five days of prayer for the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. A friend of Medjugorje was speaking to the pilgrims gathered here at Caritas back in December of 2000. And to hear what he says over 14 years ago, 
and comparing it to today, particularly after writing, after the writing, it ain't going to happen. After they fired the first shot, years afterwards, these books have been released. And to hear what he said back in 2000, it's amazing to see the consistency of the walk, the consistency of the understanding, the consistency of the philosophy of Our Lady and her messages. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje, December 2000. I just spent all day. I spent seven days once in St. Peter's from seven to seven. And the seventh day in prayer, I was still discovering things inside this one basilica I'd never seen before. But God has that for us, and we're too busy trying to do too many things, and Americans want to see Rome in three days. It took 800 years to build it. And this is our mentality. And it's smelling the roses along the way. So what did Our Lady tell us this year? How did she begin the year? What does it hold for us, and what truths lie that she's speaking to us about? On January 25th, 2000, and maybe it's important to back up a little bit. Everybody thought the end of the time was coming at Y2K. We wrote just before that that we are not preparing for Y2K. And we was real vocal about this and real strong about this. Because people drive up, they see a bomb shelter out there. They see a bunker over here that could hold no no telling how many ammunitions or whatever you might think is in there. But what that holds is is what we're going to be milking our, our cows. Walk in the bottom of it. You can see you're welcome to go in there. We've got nothing to hide. Over here is a root cellar. It was a burned down building. We had to do something with it. We needed to be able to store what we grew. And that's all it's about. But we didn't prepare for Y2K. We're living that way. Our lady said to live simply. And we feel we are to be tied to the land, that we should be getting our produce from the soil. We feel the man's gotten too far from it. And there's so many lessons being connected to it. And we, we are strictly strong on our own, own pronouncing that there is no self-reliance or self-sufficiency. That, that will never be. You can't be self-sufficient. You can't be self-reliant. We are not self-sufficient even though we grow most of our food. We depend on God. We can put a seed down and want it to grow all we want to, but if God's not going to provide the water, what are we going to do? We're totally dependent upon God. And we see this. Our milk comes from cows, but that grass has to grow. The cows have to stay alive. We ask God to bless our animals. And even our motivation in having this is really for the mission so that we won't have anything that taxes the mission, that what we get sent in is not for us to eat, that we can provide for ourselves through our labor, because it's not mostly through money, it's mostly through our time. And mostly the kids do it. it, keeps them busy, and they like it, and it's rich work, and it teaches work ethics. But we don't do it for self-sufficiency or to provide or to save ourselves. We think people should be just living that way. We feel this is where our ladies called us. In fact, farming is the only occupation ordained by God. To do it now in a commercial economy is very difficult, granted. But we're not doing it. We're doing it as a community just to take care of ourselves so so as to lead more toward God and His work. 
So these buildings you see, you're welcome to look at them. We've got nothing in there that we're in fear of. You see it. It draws suspicions. I heard somebody just say above their breath. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. What'd you say? There's a bunker. Yeah. Well, it's not. Came from Medjugorje. They got buildings that are 200 years old, and we don't want to build something again in 40 years. We're thinking about the next generation. So we build, we're building. This building is built to be here after us. Uh, it's beautiful to see Europe, and you're traveling on a 2,000-year road, and sad to see an interstate that's being repaired five years later after it's been built. Our mentality is thrown away. So we're just changing the way we think in some regards. But anyway, Y2K caused such an alarm, and, and because we were on a, trying to build our agricultural system to take care of what we needed to do to provide for the community, uh, it was paralleling a lot of what people were doing. So we were real strong, and if you remember reading it, that we are not preparing for Y2K, and we didn't believe in doing that. We believe that man should be always prepared. And, and the squirrels don't prepare for winter without doing some preparation. And that we think it's a mistake for people to be going and depending on what can of soup is going to be at the shelf of the grocery store. you got a system out there totally dependent upon man and his distribution system to work that doesn't depend on God. And that every day that passes is divorcing itself further and further from God. You want to be dependent on that? Think about that. I don't. We just had a seven-month drought. But I'm more secure there, depending on God that's going to bring the rain, than I am on that can of soup at the grocery store. I'm not saying that, again, for self-reliance. I'm saying that it's just plain common sense. The God calls us to use his earth, use the means he gives us, the equipment, whatever it may be. It's all gifts from God. And it's to be used for his glory, not the glory of man. Yesterday we read a message. God, the creator, not man, the creator. It's a big difference. So January 1st came, and Mariana had a message January 2nd. And she said something that I know was tied to the worlds and those who were concerned about what happened that didn't happen or what could happen. And she ended the message to Mariana. She says, pray and wait. Now, after things didn't fall and she gave a message like that, what is she saying? Wait for what? It's self-evident. We're waiting for something, something to happen, but it ain't going to be by man's doing. We've got far worse things to worry about than a computer failure and distribution and things going bad for a little while. Man is in a state, in society, of degradation. Something's got to change that. Are we able to do it ourselves? No. We need help. We need divine help. We need, as we spoke yesterday, the Holy Spirit to come and transform us. That means the destruction of self, our ways, the ways of society. And I'm not going to dare pretend or say that I know how God's going to do it. But I will say that God is going to do it. And I back that up with history. He has always done it. God has not changed. What he is today is what he was 500 years ago and 5,000 years ago. God 
will do it because he always has done it. Many children need help many times when they go astray. And it may not be pleasant for that child. But a father knows what's best. And we can be trust in trust and in security that God is not going to let the world be destroyed by us. And it's amazing to hear a friend of Medjugorje speak so powerfully on this topic, particularly in regards to the what we normally speak about on Medjugorje, which was helping you get to a simpler way of life, helping you get to more financial security, and hearing him over 14 years ago with such a consistency of philosophy, such a consistency of thought, that this is the direction that we need to be moving. Now, it's amazing when you see people who are stocking up and storing. We, we hear from people all the time who are they're stocking up on this and storing that, and certainly there's a certain amount of that that, uh, that ought to be done for uh, normal, uh, everyday life. Uh, but a friend of Medjugorje tells us in this next excerpt that we're going to play for you where real security comes from, and he also gives us a little warning about what the future might hold. And so we want you to pay particular attention to what he says near the end, because it's interesting to see how things have evolved in the last 14 years. So this is a friend of Medjugorje again, December 2000. We picked a message last night in our bedroom after everyone left. We had the whole community together. And our lady said, my dear angels, be on your guard. Pray and wait. And we're not to be announcers of doom and gloom. It is a joy that God will bring us back to the life and the way of life that we're supposed to live. Our future is hope and security. And the more you invest in Our Lady's messages and go her way, the more secure you'll be. The day before the Fatima's message was to be released, Our Lady gave a message. Do not be in fear of the future. A very short message. That's basically all she said. Now, why would she say that after 75 or whatever years it was that the message of Fatima would be released about fire coming from the earth? It's not interpretation. This is what the message says. You've all read it, I feel certain. But the splendor of Mary upon contact stopped it. And her words on the 25th message was, do not be in fear of the future. We're to have no fear. Who should fear with the trusting God? But what our lady is trying to do is make him your God. Not your work. Not even your spouse. Our lady once says, no one is important to me but God alone. No one. Our Lady repeats this, put God in the first place. So many things compete with God being in the first place today. We can say we're Christian. We can be doing our prayers, but we can be going to Mass. But really, in your life, in every avenue, can you say, God is first? God is first. 
And that's what our lady is training us and teaching us and directing us toward, to put him in the first decision every time. And it doesn't always, it doesn't always make it pleasant. Because many times it's going against our wants, our ways, our habits, and even our family. And when that happens, you're faced with a decision. How would you feel if you were told to deny Christ and you're a nurse and a child and your husband comes to you on the way to death with your baby in his arms and says, just renounce this Jesus. Renounce him. I'm your husband. This is your child. The child's still nursing. All you got to do is say, no, I don't believe in this Jesus. Keep believing, but just don't just say that for him. A Roman soldier did that to his wife, and she was, she was murdered or martyred. Do we have the fiber today? Not to make those kinds of decisions, but simply the decisions to decide for Christ. Should we be viewing something we shouldn't be seeing? Are you deciding for God? Yes, it's martyrdom to, in another dimension, another degree. But if you can't do that, don't expect ever to walk to your death like this woman did. Our Lady said, holy martyrs died witnessing. She then said, I. And when I hear Mary say, I, this is the woman of Revelations, the woman who has 12 stars about her head, the woman who is at the foot of the cross, the woman before she existed who was mentioned in Genesis 3.15. I'll put enmity between you and the woman. The woman at Cana. I, our lady said, I am a Christian. I can't say what the future holds. But I do know Visca said in Paris in regards to how divorce starts, she said it starts first in the heart and then it manifests itself out physically. Do you sense in society today for that matter, world society, an anti-Christian spirit of those who are mostly in charge of everything? Do you sense perhaps that's what's in their heart? And if that's in their heart, are they just going to keep it there? If given the opportunity for things, just maybe they'll change against us a little bit. And again, that was a friend of Medjugorje in December 2000. And it's amazing to hear his final words and to see how things have progressed and really happening right before our very eyes. Uh, Fourteen years ago, people were maybe beginning to sense at that point in time. You still had the naysayers who said that would never happen. But, uh, but he tells us that our true security is in God. Our true security is in Our Lady. And that with God, with Our Lady, if we make that decision, then we should have nothing to fear. Frank? Yeah, it, it truly is a martyrdom to be 
seeking God's will for your life humbly and seeing things that that others aren't seeing and that the majority's not seeing. And it's so clear to you, and you try to communicate it, and, uh, you know, people could easily say, well, you know, 14 years, many times it looked like all's clear, everything's okay, and we don't understand how patient God is and, and how loving God is. Pray and wait. Prepare. He gives us time. And the majority don't see it, and it's the martyrdom trying to explain it. Uh, we hear at Global Silver Investors, it's difficult sometimes when people can't see logically when in silver still below the cost of production. And logically, it can't remain there, or producers won't produce, and it, it would cause a bigger problem than we already have. And people that are trying to explain this to their loved ones, it's a, it's a martyrdom that others can't see it. But we have to stay with what Our Lady's showing us, to seek God's will for our life, and understand this is, you know, this is the, uh, these are the times that we live in, and many people aren't going to understand. It's just like people didn't understand that talk, and, you know, they're happy when, you know, nothing happened at Y2K, and everything, see, you know, these guys are wrong. And, and uh, you know, you can imagine what Noah felt like for 40 years building the ark and, and the pastors by going, that guy's still at it, you know. But, um, but the writing is clearly on the wall. And uh, clearly the system can't stand. It's a mathematical impossibility. And clearly we need to be preparing with assets that are biblical and to look back and say retirement's not even in the Bible. And so um, we don't have a retirement plan. We have a future generational plan for our children, our grandchildren, and to build things that will uh, in, enhance their life and, and generational things like, you know, we see in the Bible and we have to uh, exit what other, you know, people are seeing traditionally as investments because um, they're, they're not real. You know, I can't help but think just what, what you're saying and then listening to a friend of Medjugorje just now, I can't help but think of the words of something he wrote a number of years ago called To Love, which is also which is on the website. You can get it underneath the prayers and novena section of, uh, of Medjugorje.com. But uh, there's a line in there that says to have the answers and not be able to convey them. And, of course, this has been the pain of the prophets throughout centuries and throughout the ages is when God clearly shows them something in their heart and they try to convey that. You know, you have good people, even praying people, church-going people who simply don't even see that. And no amount of anything you could ever say would ever be able to be enough to convince them that that's so. And so hearing this from 14 years ago, speaking about Y2K, about the need to get more self, or not self-sufficient, but the need to get more God-sufficient, and seeing that now over the course of 14 years, now being manifested, of course, this is manifesting in your life as well with the community that's been birthed in Georgia and, of course, other ones that are forming throughout the United States. So, you know, can't help but think that and see that. 
And I think you're speaking to people, you know, probably outside of maybe the loop of people who we, we might be speaking with in regards to the financial or maybe more secular. But uh, are you seeing people come more to an understanding that uh, this is the direction to go? Oh, for sure. For sure. People that are following Our Lady's messages, it, it's it's very easy to see. And, um, and it's just you're funny that you mentioned to love because... It's, it, it takes uh, it takes a lot of time and prayer and cognition to understand to keep your mouth shut <laughs> because um, you know you do have the answers and and it doesn't do any good to try to communicate them with words. Uh, we can you know our uh, our best hope is to be a good witness and to be an example because uh, the answers they they don't matter to the world right now. But for sure, uh, um, more and more people are seeing this all the time. There is a complacency, uh, as you say, that would surprise you even among those that have been following Medjugorje for a long time. But um, there's also many that are understanding. There's a clear sense of urgency. Something's very, very wrong. And Our Lady's calling us to a plan so that as many as possible of her children can be, can be saved and spend eternity with her. And that's what it's, what it's all about. Well, it is that example and that witness of a friend of Medjugorje through the course of the years and the consistency. And again, I want to stress that over and over and over again, the consistency of understanding, the consistency of philosophy, the consistency of the direction. You hear what he says today. You heard what he said 14 years ago, and you turn that clock back another 14 years, and you would have heard the very same thing. The consistency of it is evidence that the message is from God that the message being delivered is from God. It's consistent. It's in line with the message. And people are seeing that, and they've seen it through the witness. And uh, the final words that we'll have for you from a friend of Medjugorje, explain this more. But you want to give your contact information first, though, Frank? Sure. You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. In our website, is globalsilverinvestors.com. And again, it's that witness and that example that lead people to the understanding of the things that you simply can't explain. And these are the words that we'll leave you with with a friend of Medjugorje. But this is the foundation of our latest plans. It's always for you as an individual. It's not that you have to go save the world. You have to sit there and put yourself in a position of salvation. Our lady said, He will lead you on the way of peace and salvation. When we look to a saint, it's their virtue that changed everything. If they can levitate, they can have holes in their hands with the stigmata, why should that impress anybody? They didn't do that. God did that. What should impress you about a saint is their virtue. And where I am, I'm not impressed with these things, really. I'm impressed when I see somebody like Maria that can go 18 hours day after day after day without sleep, giving herself, and turning on the joy for others who are in sorrow, who's just lost someone or whatever problem they may have, bringing them to happiness for her countenance. More so than what she receives. I'm in awe during the apparition. 
But what convinces me of the validity of his, is her seriousness that she applies it to her life. So the virtues of people, the changes you make in your life, is what's going to change others. I don't know how many times, and usually it comes from the woman. Not saying anything against the woman, but it usually comes that way. I don't know what I can do about my husband. You know, I'm always trying to get through this. And she's always quoting Bible scriptures to him. About, just back off. Change your ways. Become virtuous in things that he knows that you're not virtuous in. That's the way, and that's the path to salvation. Who here wants to be somebody around somebody who's a complainer or a gripe or always down or always in sorrow or always had customers when I was in business? I mean, I, mean, I, I knew when I went to them what I was going there for, not to do landscaping. I was going there to listen to them. And after I got past the, 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 the broken ankle and the, the pains of arthritis and everything, then I got to do the work. They needed me. They had plenty of money. They just needed me to listen to them. And it was good for them. It was good for me. But nobody wants to be really be around that. So why should they, if you are in that way, change, change? And those are the words that we'll leave you with, with a friend of Medjugorje, asking the question, what's 2015 going to mean for the world? We're not really sure. We don't really know. But we do know that God is going to do something. You just heard a friend of Medjugorje say that. You could choose to believe that. You could choose not to believe that. I know that we come across people a lot who tell us that they've told their family this and that and this and that. And of course, obviously, in our conversation with them, we see their presentation of it isn't necessarily always the best. And uh, people end up thinking that you're a kook. And in reality, you really are. You're a kook. And so sometimes the best means of changing someone, the best means of helping to convince someone who doesn't believe or doesn't know is by the witness of your life. And that's what a friend of Medjugorje just said, change, change. And then that's will allow people to be able to see the things that you don't are not able to say that you have the answer to, but you aren't able to convey. And so for those of you who are listening, those of you who believe what's coming, those of you who may not believe what's in store for the world in the future, all we can say is wait. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com and Radio Wave, we wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered.
It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.